My name is Jason Salomi and this is Perfection, an Athlete's Perspective. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Jason Salomi and welcome to another episode of Perfection, an Athlete's Perspective. Now today um, I have a very, very special guest, someone that I've actually looked forward to speaking to for a while now. Um, you play for Bellingham RFC and Hartlepool Sixth Form College before moving on to the Newcastle Falcons and winning the Anglo-Welsh Cup Breakthrough Player Award in 27-2018. And he was also the top try scorer in the European Challenge Cup. His premiership debut in 27-2018 uh, was in 27-2018 and he won the Falcons Academy Player of the Season and he scored his first Prem try in 2018-2019. And he's also one of the most exciting prospects um, uh, for England in, in the past few years. Mr. Adam Radwin. Aaron, Adam, how you doing, man? I'm really good, thanks, Jason. How are you? I'm really good, really good. I'm really happy to to, to speak to you and I've, I've got quite a few quite a few questions for you today, man. Um, so, you know, the reason I wanted you on here so much is because, you know, you're a young athlete uh, such as myself and, you know, you're sort, of, you're sort of on that brink, you know, about to break out and, uh, you know, I've been watching a lot of your highlights recently. Um, uh, I saw, I saw a, a almost viral highlight that went went round the other the other week of you, of you and such an excellent try and excellent finish. Um, so I want to speak to you about you know your finishing ability and and your speed uh, in particular, and and also just that that mindset you know that you're able to to finish at such a uh, such high efficiency and also about your athleticism um, because I, I I you know I play American football and. While I don't play offense and touch the ball uh, that much, you know there are times when you know I can get in the end zone and what have you. And there are also players that might be listening to this that play other sports that that could that could definitely benefit from listening to you speak. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, sounds really exciting. Thank you, man. Um, okay, so you know I, I just wanted to to ask you from a background perspective: Have you always been you know really fast, or is that something that you've you've had to work on, uh, you know, while growing up and, and have you played any other sports? Um, so when I was like a, like a really young kid, like primary school age, I was really quick. Like I was always the fastest kid in my primary school and like sports days and stuff. I, I always cleaned up. Yeah. Um, but then when I got a bit older and went to play, went to like secondary school, everyone had kind of caught up with me and I was like quick, but I wasn't anyone. So like I played school football and school rugby Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have been anyone that would have like stood out for their speed. And then by the time I went to sixth form, I I had an, like, I had an opportunity to go to a sixth form with a really good rugby academy and like yeah. really good strength and conditioning coaches. So I basically just worked with them a lot um, and like loads of speed stuff, went in the gym loads and then just kind of got quicker and quicker and quicker. Um, yeah. And then when I got to Newcastle, um, still now like all my gym programs are built around like explosive speed and power mm-hmm. um as well as like changing my technique a little bit because although I was really quick when I first came to Newcastle my technique wasn't that good um yeah. so, so that they kind of helped me work on that a little bit and but most of it is like gym programs and speed sessions um mm-hmm. to get me to get me up to where I'm at at the minute brilliant man and you know you, you spoke about changing your technique what what sort of changes are we speaking about? Are we speaking about the way you run? Are we speaking about your breathing? What what exactly did you did you change? Uh, the way I ran, so like everyone, even now, I don't have great technique, 
But mm. I've always had really, really quick leg speed. So it was about how could I change my technique without losing my leg speed. Um, but then at the same time, a lot of like, we'd have like specialist speed coaches come into Newcastle quite a bit. Yeah. And they, they obviously, they wanted me to change it, but they were kind of a bit, not scared, but like hesitant to change too much because, you know, they didn't want to make me slower. Yeah. Um, so it was just like little things about like getting my, like getting my knees through because I ran with like, really short steps and my leg speed was really fast but I was taking tiny little strides yeah um, and not like bringing my knees through and stuff like that so it was about just making tiny little adjustments that could make a, like a big difference yeah and and so you talk about increasing your sort of stride length did you yeah. do much how did you train that was that a lot of mobility work or a lot of drills so like a lot of bounds um <clears throat> a lot of like a lot of drills um, and a lot of like looking back a lot of things. So like Kev, who's the head SNC at Newcastle, yeah. um, I do loads of speed with him and he videos it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we'll do a speed session then we'll watch it back and he'll be like, this one, this rep was really good yeah. because of this. And then he'll show me my technique and where, what I can do and, and that. Like, so a lot of the stride length was on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and obviously your your game is is so built around speed, like you say your your programs are, are you know mostly built at speed in terms of strength and conditioning. How do you make sure that isn't your only asset? Because rugby is such a multi, a multifaceted game, and you play a position where you're gonna have to make a lot of open field tackles and stuff. And so it's not just yeah speed speed speed. How do you make sure your game is complete? Just you know you can't like mm. you can't just. Um, like arrowhead to one thing so as all, although my speed is like my biggest strength and my biggest weapon yeah. it's you, you know you've got to work on everything else um, mm. and obviously continue to working on your speed just because that's really good doesn't yeah. mean you neglect that and forget about it you keep working on that but then at the same time you've got to make time for everything else um, yeah, yeah. Um, so one thing I want to speak to you about as well was your finishing now I've noticed that especially in, in, in rugby and American football, there are, there are certain people who just know how to, in American football sense, get in the end zone, in rugby sense, get the ball down. And there's some people that really struggle with it. And it, it really it really does separate those, you know, elite players and, and those just good players. So I, I wanted to wonder, how did you work on your finishing? Is it something that has come natural to you or is it something you had to continually push and push to get better at? Uh, to be honest, it's come pretty natural. Like I remember, yeah. as long as I've played rugby, I've always been pretty good at scoring tries. Yeah. Um. Obviously, being quick and stuff helps, but it's just I've always somehow ended up to to get over the line. Yeah. Um. But I do you do work on it a lot. So like when you you've got to work on like being tight to the touchline. Um. So like when you're like diving into the corner to finish tries, you work on that quite a bit mm-hmm. because that might you might only get like one or two of them opportunities a season to finish. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something that I thought was a big thing to work on because I'd never had one of them. Like I'd never, I remember I started working on it a lot last year or the year before. And then it was just happened like three weeks later, we were in yeah. a semi-final and I ended up scoring one of them tries. So like, Brilliant. that's a big thing, working on like how to score and um, in them type positions. Yeah. And and is that is that something that is... Is that stress to you a lot in, in training? Sort of those little those little things that can get you those those extra those extra tries. Yeah, and like something I'm not particularly good at, but there's like rugby players like Chris Ashton. He was really really good at, which is it's something I want to work on. 
is like looking for for opportunities, like looking for people, like chasing people that you know they're going to make breaks. And if you can just get off their shoulder, it's like an easy try. So a lot of it is like working out in your team, like who can, who's likely to make a break and like who's, who's likely to to create space for you and then just kind of chasing them. Mm and is that um, so he was he he was really good at that and it's something I'm on a want to look to do yeah and is that is that looking at who you're playing as well like for example you might have i don't know uh, a center who who you know is just it's just quicker than the other center is that is that knowing who you're playing or is that just you might have someone on your team that you you just know that he's going to make a break eventually yeah so there's a bit of that so you look there's a lot of it as well it's looking into um who you're playing at the weekend and looking where the opportunities are Mm-hmm. So kind of watching the game, watching their previous games and kind of see like, where do they put their, so like typically front five forwards generally are a lot less mobile and a bit slower than everyone else. So kind mm-hmm. of look where they get stuck and like, how can you get yourself against them? Where's the best place to to put yourself against a guy who's, who's not as quick or who has to defend a lot of space? Yeah. And I, I guess you're you're someone like you trying to isolate yourself against someone like that because you know that's, yeah that's that's, that's an e- more an easy trial easy easy break, and the reason I want to speak to you about that is because uh, I don't know if, I don't know if you watch much American football or you, or you know much about it, but sometimes um, if you play offense, your quarterback, for example, um, or actually in, in my in my case defense, I might know um, I might look at matchups before a game. I might play in a team. And if they and the other team has a receiver, someone that catches the ball, who I know, for example, is a bit shy when it comes to contact, I'm gonna look to exploit that by creating as much physical contact as possible until he can prove to me that he isn't afraid of contact. And is that kind yeah. of that kind of just keep hammering at someone until they can prove to you that their weakness isn't actually a weakness, because for, for the vast majority of the time their weakness is, is actually their weakness and you know for example in the case of a receiver if he doesn't like being physical oftentimes when he makes a catch he's going to be looking around before the ball comes in and that can lead to drops and, 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 and such so I guess I guess we kind of have that, that crossover yeah yeah definitely it's quite that, that aspect's pretty similar yeah yeah I mean because one, one thing I noticed as well you talk about getting um getting uh, like big forwards into space I was speaking to I don't know if you know Antonio. Uh, he's he's a rugby player. He plays down in Cornwall, and uh, he's he's a Vexo suit as well. And he he spoke about he he's playing sevens. I know he plays sevens too. And he talked about he he got caught in the middle of the park and he scored three tries on him. And he said it was the most demoralizing thing he's he's, he's ever been through. Um, but he said that one thing that that he noticed was that after the first try, they noticed that he was there and they kind of just trapped him. And yeah. r- rugby is like that. the hardest thing about rugby is you have to earn possession back. I think that's what makes it such a unique game. If you score, you're going to get the ball back, and I it just I've, I've never. That's one thing I, I think people don't really understand. Um, rugby is is really a game built on sort of respect and what have you. And you know the respect is if if you score, you know you're going to get the ball back and you're going to get a chance to score again before the opportunity the other team gets a chance to take the ball off you. And that's something that. It's just it's just remarkable. Yeah, it's tough. It that it is tough like that. Definitely. Yeah, no, I mean how so how do you how do you deal with that? Because I only played rugby a little bit at school and then a little bit of club rugby, but at the elite level, knowing that let's say for example you've got a team and they're three tries up already inside twenty five minutes, how do you deal with the fact that you have to 
try and get the ball back somehow? Well, um, so thinking back to the start of this season, um, we were away at Bath and we went down. They scored pretty early um, and we kind of weren't phased. So as a club, we're really resilient. Yeah. So, we, you know, if they score in two minutes, that's fine. Like, because if they can score in two minutes, we can score in two minutes. Mm -hmm. But what we do at the minute is we've got um, a big Samoan guy called Logo. And whenever we get like a little stoppage like that, if things aren't going against if things aren't going the right way, he'll bring us all in and he'll take a few deep breaths. So we'll be like, we'll all have a few couple of deep breaths on him. Uh, the game leaders will speak to us and they'll put in valid points. Everyone will listen and then we'll just go like, right, get to it. And we'll just, we'll park what's happened and we'll just move on to the next thing. That's brilliant. Um, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so everyone kind of has their little role in that. We'll have game leaders, attack leaders, defence leaders. Big logs will get us in and get us focused. Um, and when that's going on, like everyone's focused, everyone's zoned in. And then as soon as whatever's happened, happened, we'll park it and we'll just get on to the next thing, really. That's re- that's really good. So um, two things. Um, do you do you see yourself becoming one of those leaders that can sort of, if, if you know, stuff's going wrong, can, can change a game? Um, I like to think of myself as I'm the, like I'm the type of player that can, can create chances to, to win a game and to score yeah. tries out of out of nothing. So that's kind of what I what I try and bring to the team is is that that I can do something and create something out of out of nothing. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what I want my point of difference to be. Yeah. Um so and that's why I'm that's where I see my game going. Well that's where I, I would like it to go. Oh brilliant. And and the the breathing thing is that is that something that is that something that you guys have spoke about in pre-season or, or did it just happen in game and you kind of just stuck with it? It kind of just happened. Like we were, it was our first game in the Prem this year. And uh, yeah, logs, we were all chatting. We were having like a little meeting in the middle of the pitch. We just, they've just conceded, uh, we just conceded a try. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone was like don't, like, don't panic, calm down. And big logs just went, right, everyone deep breath in, counted us in, we had a deep breath in, deep breath out, we're calm as you like. And then, um, yeah, we ended up winning the game, which was, you know, it's a really tough place to go on the first game of the season to go away to Bath and win. So, um, and it just carried on. It just carried on and it worked really well for us because it gets you, kind of gets you all focused. You look around the group and and, um, you forget about whatever's happened and it just, it's a really, it works really well for us. Yeah. I mean, I know some people have different coping mechanisms when, when things start to go wrong. I've heard a lot of athletes, you know, like you say, they do the breathing. Some people use self-talk. Um, that's something that that's something that I use, um, especially like, and it it can be applied to any situation. If you're in a gym, for example, and you expect you're training for a big PB or whatever, and you just have to get yourself in the in that kind of like flow mindset, that kind of zone where you know you're going to do it. Um, everyone kind of has that different process. Do you? So yeah. you you spoke about the the breathing. Is that something that you've used outside um, outside of rugby as well? Um, sometimes, yeah. So, like, if I'm in the gym and obviously we're, we're doing big lifts, you kind of psych yourself up with a couple of different, with a couple of deep breaths, a couple of fast breaths, and then you just get into it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's probably something I've used before without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, all right, so I wanted to talk about your agility because it's one thing to be really fast in a straight line, um, you know, everyone can kind of get to that level where you're just fast and going, you know, one direction. But it's another thing 
being really fast and going lateral side to side backwards what have you how do how do you train your agility because i've noticed that you have really good feet and it's something that you can see in in all of your tries um again it's that's kind of something i've i've always had mm. um like i've always just been able to do that yeah um but again i also I still work on that quite a lot mm-hmm. um yeah so like my kind of thing was think my thought process behind it was if you def- if you're playing against someone that's the like best defender or best tackler in the world you know like he can't tackle you if, if you can't if you can't get close to you so that was was my thinking behind it like you could be like as well you could be playing the best the opposite man could be one of the best tacklers around mm-hmm. but if he can't get close to you like if he's if he's not quick enough or he's not agile enough then it doesn't matter um absolutely and that's not being like I'm not a massive person so like that was going to be my way to get in the game and do well and if you want to win collisions a lot of the time you're not you're not running in open space on the wing a lot of the time it's like congested so that's yeah. another way of getting over the game line is you know if you run straight at a big bloke he's just going to melt you so it's like trying to get yeah. a soft shoulder try and run it like an arm rather than a body that's that, that's a that's a really i never thought of that. that's actually a really good cue because i guess if you're if you're running at an arm they, they've got less less chance to be able to stop your momentum you know the whole body is, is better than an arm and and you're so you spoke about you it kind of just comes to you naturally did you ever find going from you know coming up through the ranks to playing obviously now premiership rugby did you find it was harder to be agile did you find that it just you kind of just naturally adjusted um it was probably tough at first because a lot of the time i found myself i was trying to like overstep so it's probably a bit of a confidence thing when i first came Mm. to newcastle I was probably trying to like overstep people rather than like not because if I try to overstep, I'd lose a lot of my pace, I'd lose a lot of momentum, and then I'd just get tackled. Yeah. Um so it was a lot, a lot of it was that a bit of a confidence thing, and then realizing that you know you don't have to do that, you don't have to put as much footwork on, you can just use your speed or or like vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, but also one thing I did when I first came to Newcastle, I could only step off my left foot. Um and I remember I was playing, I'd played all the preseason games for Newcastle. Um, and then I got my first Prem start and it was against Saracens at home. Um, and I was on, I was on a run and I stepped off my left foot and Brad Barrett just absolutely smoked me. <laughs> and when I watched it back, you could see he was just with like, that. He'd obviously done his analysis. He knew I was going to step off my left foot and he was just waiting for me. So that was kind of like, a bit of an epiphany for me that I, I, you know, I never worked on stepping off my right foot. It was always off my left. Um, mm. So that was another big thing. I just had to work, make sure that I could step off both feet so the defenders didn't really know where I was going. Definitely, man. And I think, I think as well, I think we can all relate to that when you get to a high level of sports is people are watching you. <laughs> you you, you yeah. might, you might, you might not, you might not think about it. Um, you know, you might think you're the, the best player in the world, but you know, Everyone, if 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 you're drawing attention to yourself, if if everyone knows that Adam's the best wing, winger in England, they're going to be watching you and fig- trying to figure out what makes you the best winger in England. And you know, like you say, Brad would have done his homework, and, and then yeah. now that now that you're kind of on that radar of of sort of the England setup, I guess everyone's going to be have to do no homework because they know now that okay, this kid is actually is actually really good, and we we need to figure out how to stop him. <clears throat> I think as well. One thing that, that I've I've definitely become aware of too, is is just how how 
important film study is do you spend a, a, a lot of time watching your opponent as well yeah i do to be honest i watch quite a bit yeah um but it's not just like i said it's not just like my opposite man i look at you need look at a lot of things so like their kickers for like a winger you need to cover the backfield as well so you need to look at like who's who's a kicker for them and if they're right footed or left footed um so you, there's quite a lot to look at and then you obviously look for where your opportunities are so like I say, where you can isolate their slower players from their mm-hmm. forwards. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I look at is obviously their kicking options mm-hmm. um, and then where I can get into the game and, as well and, as the, the set piece stuff. And, yeah, no, definitely. And in terms of, in terms of kicking options, do you, do you, because uh, I know rugby, sometimes you might get guys who, who kick it quite high or whatever or, quick, or kick it, you know, quite steep. Do, is there any aspect of you know fielding kicks that, that you've struggled with that you've had to then you know work on and then adjust yeah um not being like the tallest bloke it's a lot of it you you know there's some massive wingers and there's some unbelievable kickers so a lot of the kicks are contestable so you've got to get off the floor and it's just like a like a like a wrestle in the air you've both got to get up and catch it yeah um which is a pretty hard skill, especially at Newcastle where the wind is always blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something, that's probably one of my, like definitely one of my weaker areas at the minute, but it's something I'm I'm consciously working on because it's a massive part of the game. Like if you can kick the ball miles forward and send your winger up to catch it and win it back for you, you've just jumped 30 metres up the pitch in an Absolutely. instant. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, it's also like a really good counter uh, counter-attack opportunity so like if someone kicks a contestable kick to you and they've only got one guy chasing it if you get up beat him to it then you kind of you've got a bit of space definitely it's a really good opportunity to counter-attack and and like you say you're trying to be that guy on your team that can you know change momentum you know by yourself um and and, and score pretty much any time you touch the ball um and yeah. i know i know you you've not been in the prem for too long but i wanted to ask you when did you realize um, that you could play at that level because I know of some for some players and you get to a higher level and it could be the first game might be the first hit or you know first match or whatever when did you realise that you're a premiership player and that you can actually compete at a higher level um, so I remember my first ever prem game was I came off the bench at Worcester yeah. um, and it was like a really nice day it was a scorching day and I got subbed on, I ran out, and as I was running to the wing, I was just looking around and I knew that this is where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think, I, would, I wasn't thinking, oh, I definitely belong here, this is me. But I knew this is, I wanted to do this every week, that it was something that I needed to do every week. Um, mm-hmm. But it was probably, to be honest, it was probably my last, the game the, of my second year at Newcastle, last game of the season, we played Bristol at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was starting and I just I just had like a, a really good game I just everything was kind of working for me um, yeah. and against a, it's a team that was playing really well at the time and was full of world class players I just had a really good game and I just thought yeah like I'm I'm definitely ready for this now this is this is me absolutely no, and, and right, rightly you should man he had a terrific game and in terms of, of going on to play for England um, what what do you think is is going to take you to that level where you can be a future England starter? Um, it's so like it's so so competitive at that level and it's so tight. So I think 
just being like super consistent with everything I do. Mm. Um, I obviously need to make make a lot more improvements and stuff with my aerial stuff, but I think just being really consistent and being um, being at the top of my game every week. I know you're going to have days off and stuff and you're not going to have your best game every week, but I think just that's what it takes, I think, to be at that level. I think if you look at the players that play for England, when they're playing for their clubs, you know, every week they're probably a standout player. Um, mm -hmm. And like I say, it is so competitive at that level. So, like, that's why I want my my speed, my agility, my my ability to score tries to be my kind of point of difference. That's yeah. That's what I'm gonna aim for. No, that that's really good because, like, like you've spoken about a few times, if if they can see, you know, um, what what obviously people that support you and, and your fans can see that you're one of those players that is just a complete difference maker, somebody, uh, a complete enigma, like somebody who can just score at any single point in the game. That's that's game changing, you know. Obviously, you've got the 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 physical output and and the, and the speed, and like you say, it's just a matter of consistency. I I personally think, having watched having watched a few of your matches and stuff, I think you're I think you're up there in terms of you know pushing for that England spot, and 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 hopefully one day starting. Um, and obviously with, with your mindset and what we spoke about today, it seems like you're you're you're, you're just about there. Um, and I know I spoke about your your finishing earlier. One thing I wanted to, to speak about, I, I spoke to a canoe slalom athlete, David Patterson, um, a couple of months ago now. He spoke about, you know, in canoe slalom, you can have a perfect run where you're literally just in the zone. And if you, if you do what you need to do, you know, you're, you're, you're basically guaranteed there's the fastest time on a certain track. When you're finishing tries, do you, are you thinking about something? Are you thinking about, okay, I have to do this, that and the other? Or is it just... You just go through the motions, and it's just you, you don't really remember it. It's I'm just kind of going through the motions a lot of the time. When I make breaks and stuff, I know if I'm gonna like I know. There's certain instances when I get the ball in a bit of space, and I've just thought I know I'm gonna finish this. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't think I make. I couldn't really tell you what I'm thinking. It kind of just happens, man. Mm. Yeah, my my legs just do. They have a mind of their own, and I don't know what I'm, <laughs> what I'm thinking. But no, yeah. no, honestly, it's, it's something that I think when when you play sports at any sort of level, you kind of you kind of don't really, re especially when you do something you know like scoring a long try or you know screaming of football, what have you. You don't really think about what you're doing; it just kind of happens. And I think, yeah. I think, like you say, because you you're, you're training so hard and and you do what you need to do, your body, or I guess you'll subconscious kind of just takes over and you end up doing something that you, you might not even thought you you could could do you know you might have just yeah underestimated definitely I, yeah, yeah. definitely like definitely agree with that I think like you're just you're trained to do that you're trained to make them decisions and you're trained to to do them actions so I think when it comes to it you kind of just your body takes over and you yeah. just make them it kind of just happens yeah no definitely I mean that's, that's something that so I've, you spoke about training, changing your running technique. That's something I've been been working on changing as well um, in this off season. And I spoke speaking to my coach about it, and you know he was like, I was, I was like, how is doing you know this that and the other going to change my sprint? And literally within three weeks or so, my sprint changed. And I was like, and I was like, and he was like, oh, did you do that without thinking? I was like, yeah. He's like, 
well that's it and it's, it's like like what you just said when you when you train to 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 do certain things or have certain cues and make certain decisions when it comes to competing on on, on game day or match day it's just it's just natural you just do it and when you don't when you don't do those things you might end up struggling or you know I think a, a coach of mine years ago when I was a kid said that um, oftentimes if you're if you're nervous you're unprepared and you know that that kind of you know that that isn't always the case but in in some in some cases if you go into a game and you're you're like super nervous super anxious you could feel that you know you're not ready to take the certain step in that game or mm. or you know be that player but it might be a, a case of if you're confident in your ability, like you say, you're you're very confident in your ability to make people miss, then you know that, you know, if worse comes to worse, that's something you've got in a bag. You know, if if worse comes to worse, you know that you are able to make someone miss and you you have the speed to create completely out of nothing. <clears throat> and so, so before I wrap up, I wanted to ask you a, a question because you're you're pushing on, you're still a young man yourself, but is there any mistakes that you see younger wingers or younger rugby players in general make, and and what are those mistakes, and, and how how would you you recommend that they they remedy them? Um, to be honest, the most like a lot of the young wingers in the prayer are, are class, like they're all yeah. really good. So I think I probably I don't know. I mean, off the top of my head, I wouldn't know what to what to really say. I just think. I don't. No, I don't know. I don't think I could. I don't know. I don't think I'd what I'd say to that one. To be honest, um, off the top, like without any in mind. What about um, um, what about for players that are like, let's say, sort of youth age, like sixteen? Is there, are there any mistakes that that maybe you made at that that kind of age that you wouldn't want anyone else to make? Um, I well, I would just say keep like massive thing is enjoyment. Like I almost stopped mm. playing rugby when I was. 16 just because I didn't really enjoy it that much mm-hmm. um, and you know rugby and sport isn't for everyone Absolutely. so you know if you're not if you're not enjoying it you kind of need to have a thing right well why why is it I'm not enjoying it and it turned out that for me I was at the wrong club I was at a club that I didn't really want to be at anymore like all my friends played somewhere else mm. um, and I made the decision to move club and then I absolutely loved it and I just kind of thrived. I went on to play for the first team there mm-hmm. and, and, you know, really enjoyed it and still keep in touch with, like, the groundsman from that club. So, like, in my off-season, he gives me access to, like, the gym there and the pitch and, like, all the guys there. I still speak to loads of them. Um, so just, I would say for, like, younger guys, if you're, like, having one of them periods where you're maybe not is enjoying it as much, like, have a think about, like, what is it that you're not enjoying? Is it... You know, you could be playing the wrong position. You might, you know, it could be anything, but just really have a think about it. And that's the biggest thing, because if you don't enjoy it, you'll end up hating it. And, and, you know, that's that's not ideal. No, 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 obviously not. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's brilliant. I think that's, that's really, that's really sound advice. You know, we, we play, we play these sports, but before you even get a chance to complete a pro level, you have to play amateur level and you're not going to get to pro level if you don't really enjoy it, because, you know, you're not going to want to do it. Um, but no, Adam. Honestly, mate, that that you know, I've really, really enjoyed that discussion. Um, no, it's been, I've I've really enjoyed it. It's been great chatting to you. No, honestly, mate. Um, one thing that I want to take from what what you spoke about um, was obviously the the mindset of just doing doing what you do and trusting your training. But also, I really like that breathing thing. I, I haven't really, 
I never really thought about that because, you know, I haven't been in too many situations, thankfully, where I've been getting absolutely battered in, 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 in my team sport. But, you know, you never know of sport anyway. So I think any time that I find myself in, in any sort of situation where I'm, I'm stressed out and I need to just take a, a, just a short breath and just, just breathe, and just think about how I'm going to, you know, go attack, you know, the next phase of the game, whatever. I think I'm going to take that. I'm going to put it into my training. So, yeah, I really, really appreciate that, man. <clears throat> no, I mean, it's, it, it, I mean, it won't work for everyone, but it's like, it's really good because like the guy who does it for us, he's like a really experienced Samoan international, a guy that everyone who's played with and played against will respect. So, you know, he's, kind, he's there kind of leading it, like, you know, like chits hitting the fan, but, you know, it's not going to kill us, and we'll we'll get past it. So it's, it it works really well, and I love it. It's it's great. We do it in training as well. If we're having a session that's not quite going right, he'll bring us Brilliant. in, and we'll do it there. No, that's 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 really good, man. Um, all right, guys. Well, you can find Adam on Instagram. I know you're on Instagram quite a lot. Um, Adam Adam Radders. It's a a d a m r a d d e r z. Um, Adam, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, speak to you soon. Yeah, perfect, Jason. I really enjoyed it. All right, mate. See you later. Catch you later. Bye, mate.